Welcome to Psalm 31. One of the things that you will notice as you read the psalm is the way David beseeches God, assuming that God is this person with eyes, hands and ears. Here in verse 2 he says, Bow down your ear to me. In verse 5 he says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Elsewhere he says, Let your eyes take note of me. Thus often you will hear of the eyes, the ears and the hands of God in the psalms. Nevertheless, we know that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4.24 But of course, to say he's a spirit does not mean he cannot hear us. In fact, our God is a God who hears us, sees us and speaks to us as well. But why does David use of these terms when he refers to God? The answer would lie in understanding the various genres of the Bible. Well, you have history, you have the law, you have the poetry, the wisdom literature, prophecy, apocalyptic literature, the gospels and the epistles. And Psalms in particular would fall under the poetic genre. That means Psalms uses a lot of symbolic language. They use metaphors, word pictures and expressions of feelings in its discourses. But here is the problem. If we interpret poetic literature literally, it would certainly end us up in interpretative errors. Well, with that, let's look at Psalm 31. Here David seems to be caught up in a kind of a trap. Looks like his enemies have lied about him and have laid a net to catch him. But we really do not know what sort of a trap he is in. It is like Paul's thorn in the flesh. It's hard to point out what exactly Paul was suffering from. But as you read the psalm, you can very much put yourself in David's shoes. It could just be you, caught up in a literal prison or within a wall of bureaucracy or a wall of threatening situation out of which there is no escape. It could be even a wall of financial liability you have gotten into or even some sort of a wall of suffering that closes in on you. Well, whatever may be, you can pray with David. You can say, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me, for you are my strength. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. If you noticed, verse 5 has perhaps already struck you. It is the verse that Jesus uses while he was on the cross. He says, into your hands I commit my spirit. Now, isn't it wonderful to turn our lives to God and commit our spirits to him when we feel utterly helpless? From verses 7 to 8, David praises God. And as with most Psalm, the first half David expresses his sorrow, his frustration to the Lord in prayer, but he quickly turns to God to praise him. A wonderful example to follow, to pray and then to praise him. He says, I'll be glad and I will rejoice in your mercy, for you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul in adversities and have not shut me up into the hands of the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. But in this psalm here, you will notice a different pattern. David quickly goes back to his prayer as soon as he finishes praising God. And I kind of resonated with it when I read it, and I'm sure you will do too. At times, we are so troubled that after praying and praising God, we kind of tend to go back to our sorrows. We feel the weight of it, right? Because we can't just get them out of our minds yet. And this time, David's prayer is more detailed and more intense. His suffering is more explicit. So from verses 8 to 13, he goes to the depths of his suffering and he really opens his heart to the Lord. 
But again, after he expresses the suffering, he goes back to praise God again. From verses 14 onwards, he says, But as for me, I will trust in the Lord. My times are in your hands, O God. And what you will read now are statements and statements of faith in God from verses 14 till about verse 23. He's confident now that God's goodness will carry him through till the very end. So what can we learn from this psalm? No matter what situation you are in today, take it to the Lord and talk to him about it. Describe the depths of your trouble to him. But do not forget to express your confidence in the Lord as well. Declare your trust in him. At times you might want to go back and express your sorrow back to the Lord. It's okay, do it. But come back to declare your trust in him. Declare your faith in him. Declare your confidence in him. I guess only thing that will carry us on this journey is our faith on the Lord, isn't it? So come back declaring your faith on the Lord himself. David, in fact, concludes the psalm by encouraging others. He says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. And may I conclude by saying this to you, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart and your hope in the Lord is not in vain. Your hope, my friends, in the Lord is not in vain. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, like David, I have taken my refuge in you and I have put my trust in your word, never failing promises. For your righteousness sake, I pray, Father, that you will deliver me out of the difficulties that I'm facing right now and give me the grace to get through it. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.